you. Fresh out the gate. Fuck Valentine's Day. Damn. It's exactly how we start. Fuck Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is a superficial bullshit holiday created by white people to get us to spend unnecessary money. So fuck that day. Mm. By the time you guys are hearing this, it should be on or after Valentine's Day. Don't give these people your money. Mm. Specifically, fellas, don't do that, man. You love your girl all year. Don't let these people tell you when to love your woman. Fuck all that. But welcome back. 4K for the stress podcast. Frank and Wolf Studios. How are you? Good evening. Good morning. Good everything. Um fuck man. I guess uh sorry, sorry. But yeah, follow, um, welcome back. Follow the show on everything. Y'all know the drill. Church announcements. I'm all off, all off my shit today, y'all. Sorry. But follow the show on everything. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, follow the Frank and Wolf show on everything. You know, follow the Celestial Goddess on IG at A Celestial Goddess for all your holistic healing. And, um... Yeah, just do that, man. This week has been a week. You know, I was trying to like looking at the news this week, right? And I would just like to say, matter of fact, let's just get this out the way. Okay. Here at this establishment, here at this um, show of ours, we are ahead of the curve. Now, I say that because I think we um, informed y'all about the stuff from Quincy Jones. And y'all see how he is out in the news wilding, you know, so we'll get to that. But I just want to let y'all know that, you know, we here are ahead of the curve. We are, even though I hate this term, pushing the culture. I say that facetiously, by the way, but at the same time. You know, we are doing what we can to keep the people informed. But on the, I don't know how you describe it, like the, on the the real fucked up side of things, um, more people were fired from the White House. Mm. I don't know if you heard, but two people this week, two White House aides this week were fired due to dom- domestic abuse. Mm. And... Um, the celebrity in chief is basically defending these people on Twitter saying that they're good men. Now, the reason that this was the reason that this stuck out to me, right? I'm looking at this, you know, the chief of staff is defending all of these men who have domestic violence um, allegations and he basically Trump basically has his entire White House staff defending these people with domestic violence allegations and I'm looking at this and I'm like you know what we might not get shit done 
as far as like policies like it might be like they're so wrapped up handling other shit as far as every other week is a scandal someone's getting fired or Trump is tweeting some bullshit like it might be very easy to kind of just ride this out to November because like I keep telling y'all November elections are the only thing that are that is important at this point in time and just vote these people out of office like it's, it's so much like you got to think back right like when Obama was president I think the the, the most common scandal when I use that phrase loosely was him wearing a tan suit on Easter and him putting his foot up on the oval desk and that was like compared to what's going on now that shit was super duper like and it's like Trump has he's losing people left and right to domestic violence allegations his son-in-law is under investigation for money laundering like he's under investigation for obstruction of justice so I'm looking at it like if you just let them rock out with we're trying to put out all of these fires that's happening in the White House we might not have the, the, the battle might not be that rough come November because all we got to do is or all, not say all, all we but people who want to vote against this administration all you really have to do is show up because they're doing all the work for you mm-hmm. they're in, in golfing themselves and scandal allegations and it's so bad that all of the political shows on like NBC and and ABC and all of that they don't have to write anything they're just waiting for the administration to do some fuck shit and they're just taking that and turning that into story plots Mm -hmm. like so this is you could kind of just kind of kick your feet up and just be like all right, well I'm just gonna wait for y'all to do some more fuck shit and y'all can really hang yourselves so like I've I'm I'm waiting for um November and I think you guys should too. Also but with that I want to give a special shout out to the governor of New Jersey Phil Murphy, right? This good brother he's trying to he's talking about legalizing weed first of all. And then he now he's talking about making community college free. So I mean in the midst of all this bullshit, there's some good things happening. Like, shout out to Phil Murphy, man. Like, if he could do that, like, all I really care about is just making sure he can lower these taxes because, goddamn. But what he's trying to do, what he's attempting to do, I, I really hope he can pull it off because we need it. We need it. My only fear with that, though, my only complaint with that is if he legalizes weed, right, and legalizes, well, not legalizes, but he implements this free community college thing, we're going to see such an influx of people trying to move into the state and buy up all of this property, and we're already fighting gentrification as is, like, we might need to boost the crime rate just a little bit to scare off out-of-towners. Like, just a little bit. Like, not a lot to, you know, fuck ourselves up, but just enough to scare people 
from thinking about moving in. So if we can have maybe like, all right, I'm going to listen. I'm not saying this is perfect advice, but if we can kind of up the the robberies a little bit. No, it's not I mean, with, not with us. Listen, hit me out. Hit me out, right? Because I've thought about this, like, in great detail, right? Like, if we up the crime rate by, like, a half a percentile, that should be enough to kind of scare out anybody trying to move into our neighborhoods thinking about... Um, thinking trying to get away from other high high expense areas like all the people from brooklyn are trying to move over here now because it's cheaper over here so if we can like up the crime rate a little bit and then the people from the community buy within the community i mean we can get some things done i'm not saying this is a listen it's not a soundproof plan i'm just saying there's something to consider you know I'm just a little bit. I don't want it. I, we don't need to go back to the 90s was niggas was getting mugged left and right. And you couldn't walk the streets safe. Like I wanted to be safe for us. But everybody else, I think they need a little turbulence walking around the neighborhood. They need a little like, I don't know, man. I'm just saying, you know, we, we need to um, do something because. For Jersey specifically, I see, I see good things on the horizon. And I just don't want anybody to fuck that up for us, man. We've been here for, for, for long enough, and we need to reap the benefits of being good citizens. And I don't need these out-of-times coming here trying to fuck everything up. But um, special shout-out to, um, fuck, I can't remember her name. Whoever the reporter is who press vice president mike pence about why he doesn't know shit shout out to you beloved like miss lady i don't know who you are but i appreciate you for for pressing the vice president on why he don't know shit now for y'all for y'all who don't know you know vice president mike pence has a uncanny ability of not knowing shit Whenever some, whenever something happens within the White House, like whether it's former aides getting arrested, whether it's Trump tweeting some wild shit, whenever he's asked about what's going on, his response is always, well, you know, I'll deal with that when I get back to Washington or I haven't spoken to the president about that. And I'll, I found out about that this morning. Like, yo, bro, like, what do you know? If your job is to not know shit, why the fuck y'all ain't hiring me? I could do that. Like, he he's... Every single time I've seen him on TV or in print, he doesn't know anything about what's happening. So I don't know whether he's trying to protect himself from when shit really hits the fan, but I kind of respect his ability of not knowing anything. Because he, he is just... Like, he, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. I, I just... Just Google Mike Pence interviews and y'all tell me if his um, ignorance is not superhuman. But shout out to that reporter who pressed him because those are the real questions that we need answers to. But, um... Other things that need uh, answers. Listen, we... Okay, we're going to get right into it, right? So, 
I think that was that was last episode, right? Yeah. So last episode, we talked about, you know, I, I told y'all about this this um, Quincy Jones interview where he was just talking all types of shit about killing Prince and whatever. So me just you know not paying attention to the story, I thought that was just that was just thought that was just it. Like okay, well he was just giving an interview and he was just you know talking shit about. Prince almost killing Michael Jackson, but apparently I wasn't, that was just, I was nowhere near the depth of the interview. So in his interview with, I'm not even going to try to lie and tell you who the publisher is, but you can Google it. It's fucking everywhere. He's just talking shit about the state of pop music. He's talking shit about, um, Taylor Swift. He's saying he, Dated, dated, and I'm using quotations. Ivanka Trump. He's like, um, it's like you know how you old people, older people, no, no, old people. They reach a certain point where they just don't give a fuck, and they just are saying or talking about whatever the fuck they want to say. And because they're older, you kind of want to give them that respect and just listen to them. But the one of the most prominent things that stood out to me is his comments on Richard Pryor. Now, according to Quincy Jones, um, famed actor Marlon Brando, um, fuck Richard Pryor. He fucked James Baldwin and he fucked Marvin Gaye. Listen, I don't know how accurate that is. I don't know whether he's like, I don't know whether Quincy Jones is just old and mixing up facts, but that's a big fucking allegation to say, yeah, you know, I used to hang, like he told, he said to the interviewer that, yeah, Marlon Brando used to fuck anybody. He would fuck a mailbox. He's like, yeah, he did a, he got it in with um, James Baldwin and Richard Pryor. And then me looking at that, I'm like, okay, like, Richard Pryor, the Richard Pryor thing didn't surprise me that much because if you're familiar with Richard Pryor's stand-up comedy, like, he talks about, like, this is the same man who, in his set, talked about lighting his cell phone, lighting his cell phone fire after freebasing off of cocaine. So anything kind of outside of that is not really surprising. Now, I had to take all this information with a grain of salt because, again, Quincy Jones is old. He just like he might just be saying shit. But at the same time, like Richard Pryor kind of confessed all of this. And now social media is kind of in the outrage of oh my god Richard Pryor is gay and all this and all like listen man the 70s were a wild time I know we talk a lot of shit about current culture and current society but the 70s were way fucking different like they were doing barbiturants and fucking quaaludes and fucking 
they were doing coke like people smoke weed now so it's like you kind of you can't you can't really rule anything out from what may or may not have happened during that period my thing my question all of that is like I don't know why Quincy felt like now was the perfect time to kind of bring all of this up. Like, I guess he's feeling like, you know what, everybody dead, so fuck it, let me just say what I gotta say. I don't know how much of this is true, y'all. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But we brought it to you first here at the For The Stress Podcast. I just... And you know what, people... And then people saying... Yeah, he talked all that shit about um, Richard Pryor and Marlon Brando. Like, why he ain't say nothing about the Clintons? Like, this, like, the conspiracy theory side of social media is like, I kind of shake my head at them, but I'm intrigued at them at the same time because there's a base of people who truly, truly believe that the Clinton family is out here killing people. Now, I don't I don't have any facts on that. I don't know. If I disappear between whenever y'all hear this episode, maybe these niggas get people, maybe the Clintons get people killed. Who knows? But I'm j- I don't feel like the Clintons have anything on Quincy Jones to where he didn't feel he didn't where he didn't feel the need to speak on them in a public forum like people were upset that Quincy didn't talk about who killed Tupac and then all of these theories came up about well you know Quincy was involved in the gay agenda of Hollywood that's why he didn't talk about Tupac look look, man some shit is just not that serious bro maybe Quincy's just old and he's just saying whatever the fuck he wants to say I don't like I don't know if there's really any gay agenda in Hollywood to where Quincy is a part of this Illuminati that's out here trying to fuck everybody and he's just, look, that's way out of my wheelhouse. I don't know. What I do know is the story was funny as shit, okay? Like, come on, Marlon Brando fucking Richard Pryor? Like, you got to think about, like, he... I can't remember the name of Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor the, of the exact Richard Pryor special, but he talked about sucking dick for coke. Like, come on. Like, why is this shit so... It shouldn't be surprising to anybody as far as the Richard Pryor stuff is concerned. But if you're upset that Quincy didn't spill the beans about everything, like, you gotta... Come on, man. Quincy's like a hundred and fucking something years old. Like you can't blame him for not talking about everything. Like, of course he embellished. Like, you, you, what are you gonna do? He's an old ass man. Like, you don't have an old ass aunt or uncle or, or grandparent who just start talking shit about what they used to do. Of course they gonna embellish, man. Like, 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 come on, man. They're going to talk about all the shit they used to do in the 70s. And yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's somebody, one of your uncles right now who's over 70s talking about how they used to smoke weed with Rick James or some shit. Like, come on, man. Hell yeah. Like, it's like, come on, man. You got, you, you can't take shit like this so serious. Like, 
it's it's a lot of this shit is just entertainment. Like the nigga said, like Quincy said, yeah, I dated Ivanka Trump ten years ago. My nigga, you were seventy ten years ago. I'm supposed to believe that you dated again, air quotes around dated. I'm supposed to believe that you dated Ivanka Trump when you were 70 years old? Come on, man. Hugh Hefner's dead. You ain't got the juice like that, Quincy. Let's be for real, man. Yes, I, you made, you helped Michael Jackson make PYT. I thank you. But nobody believes you out here dating Ivanka Trump, man. Let's keep it, let's keep it funky, man. Like, no, man. Y'all don't have to, like, and y'all mad at Quincy, like, <laughs> they was like, they were really upset at Quincy. Why he ain't talk, why he ain't talk about, um, what they said? Yeah, they said, why he ain't talk about Hillary? Or why he ain't talk about, um, Trump? Or what, like, come on, man. Come on. Come on, man. It's not that serious. Let Quincy just talk his shit. He an old ass man. Like, I would prefer he put it in a book, so people could have it forever but you know him just like and then they were making jokes about it because he would say some wild shit and then ask like something random like i think he i think one part of the interview he i'm getting the facts wrong because you know fuck the particulars but he said something like oh yeah because um yeah i think he was talking about the marlon brando thing and then he asked the interviewer like yeah you like brazilian music just randomly so you gotta like shit like that you gotta take it with a grain of salt man you gotta take it with a grain of salt everything isn't as you know i guess serious as you may like it to be you gotta take you know quincy's an old ass man you know he's seen a lot of course he's gonna know um more than um more than we could ever obtain because you know he's been around for decades and he's worked with different artists but you know it's just good it's just good entertainment man it's just good entertainment and like okay like i hate to revisit this topic but speaking of good entertainment again y'all listen with this black panther movie right now, I just want to be clear with this, okay? I just want to, because I, I know my opinion on this might be in the minority, okay? So I just want to be clear about this. I, I love this movie, right? I think it's dope. I think it's good for, you know, the younger generation coming up to see, you know, black superheroes or whatever, because rep representation, representation is important i get that right now my issue with not the movie itself but just the response to the movie is we're putting a lot of stock into um what this movie will do for the black community right plainly put like marvel studios is not responsible for us it's not like this, I saw a petition saying that um, Marvel Studios should donate 25% of its proceeds to black communities. And I'm just like, yo, why? Why? 
Like there's like there's no reason for Marvel to do that. First of all, Black Panther has been around for decades. Marvel Studios is not responsible for any of the problems that have that are going on in the black community. Well, again, Wakanda is not real. I understand the excitement behind it. I'm with you. I, like I'm listen because I don't want this to I don't want that to get confused like I'm not bashing the movie I just feel like the response to it is how can I put this more than it, it, we're, we're aiming high for this movie we're aiming high for for thinking that this movie is going to do something in our community now, if it's if if it inspires younger artists because it sees because they see themselves in movies like the director, like the director the, <laughs> words, the director, Ryan Coogler saying, you know, I wanted to make a movie where I saw myself and I saw people who look like me. I'm with that 100 percent, bro. Like, seriously, because, again, representation matters. OK, but I'm I like this. Like I said last week, because this has been on my mind a lot. And as we get closer to the release of this movie, there's there's the the, the side of people who are like, no, this movie will be the start of a political revolution. And we're going to have change and all of that. Like, why you ain't have this energy when Obama came? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, when Obama was elected, there was excitement. People was like, oh, my God, this is the dawning of a new area, the new era. And then it fell flat. I don't want that to happen again because of this movie, because I already see that's where this is going. Like we can't keep I don't putting this pressure on Marvel for them to do something for our community doesn't make any sense to me. Because, again, they are not responsible for us. We are responsible for what happens in our community. Now, the argument to that could be, well, you know, arts is the culture and the culture, you know, is art imitates life and whatever the case may be. Cool. I'm with you again. I am super excited for the movie. My family's going to see it. Everybody's excited. But let's just enjoy the movie and go about our day. Now, if it inspires you to do something in your community, I'm with that. But it's, I've seen too many times where people take these instances of symbolism. They talk loud. They get, you know, motivated for 48 hours and then nothing else happens. That's, that's what my issue is. I don't want people to be... Inf- inflated with this sense of pride to do something and then nobody does any nobody does anything now again this is just my opinion i could be wrong y'all could be saying yo jay you don't know what the fuck you talking about i take that but i just want us to have again we're about keeping that same energy over here so if you have this energy about the about this movie, have that energy within your community. Have that energy towards your local politicians who can actually do something in your community instead of thinking that your child that 
T'Challa is going to come in and save the day because he's not, bro. He's not. Like we're, I don't know why we have this need for heroes and for leadership figures in our community who we can look to and be like, you know what? Um, this guy is going to save the day. Like we, I don't know. I just don't understand that need for someone to, to come in and save us from ourselves. I, I just, that, I've, I've never understood that. You know, it's just, I think it's something that we need to work on as a community. But who knows, man? Who knows? Like, cause I, like, I struggle with this because, like, I don't want to sound like I'm hating. You feel me? Cause I'm not. I like, I like again. Because I don't want to get how I feel misconstrued. I'm fully support everything the Black Panther movie is doing. You know, the the black actors that it employs. I I understand why people feel like. This is something that is that could be, you know, revolutionary. But again, like we got to look at I'm looking at it from a I guess you could say cynical level of a, of a more pessimistic level to a degree because I'm looking at it like this comic book isn't going to change systematic oppression. This movie isn't going to change the minds of racists who hate niggas and are always going to hate niggas. Like this comic book, like you could see it with the response. There's already there's already white nationalist groups and KKK people who are telling people well, this is a racist movie and fuck this movie and like I like I'm trying to like. I don't want to bash um, people who are excited. I'm, I don't. I'm not trying to bash people who are excited about this movie. I just want people to kind of step back a little bit and take it for the entertainment that it is. Like I like. I saw Michael B. Jordan on a cover of a magazine dressed like a Black Panther, right? And it kind of threw me off because I'm like, the Black Panther movie. And a Black Panther movement are not the same thing. Like I can't, like no, y'all. Not, we're not going to. For me, we can't conflate those two issues because they're two separate things. Again, Black Panther is fictional. The Black Panther Party was something extremely real, where people died, people are incarcerated forever just from being associated with that party. They labeled the Black Panther Party a terrorist group. J. Edgar Hoover was trying to assassinate people in the Black Panther Party. Like there's not. We can't. Uh, again, maybe it's just me, but I, I just don't see how this movie relates to that very real struggle. But. I brought my tickets. I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of this movie. That mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to go see it. But I just want us. 
I just want us to move on something more concrete. You know, my thing is, you know, like I always say, just being involved in your community. That's what I feel like. If you really want to be a superhero, that's how you do it. You be involved in your community. But, you know, what the fuck do I know, man? I just... I don't want to be a hater. I'll take that um, title, though, if it's in a minority. But, you know, sometimes we just got to step back a little bit, bro. That's it. Just, just a little bit. Not too much. I'm not, you know, raining on the parade. But I just, you know, just look up a little bit. Look around a little bit. You know, we'll be all right, man. We'll be all right. But I don't, but with that, right? And it's funny because I've had, I've had all these feelings about the movie, right? But this soundtrack is fucking fire. Like, like that's the wild shit. I have all these conflicting feelings about this. No, let me be clear. I have all these conflict, conflicting feelings about the re- reactions to this movie, but I love the fucking soundtrack. Yeah, as expected. Like and it's just like I was expecting a little bit, and this is and it's making me feel like yo, pardon me, it's making me feel like yo maybe I should keep my fucking mouth shut because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But this soundtrack is fucking fire, man. And Kendrick and uh, Big Ken- Dog Entertainment coming through. And you know what? With that, TDE, like Top Dog Entertainment, they have to be cheating somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, just switching gears a little bit, y'all. Like, okay, like, if y'all don't know, um, Top Dog Entertainment, the label that Kendrick Lamar signed to, they basically produced the Black Panther soundtrack that came out last Friday, right? It has a bunch of TDE artists on it, along with some other people, and... This fucking label, they don't put out bad music. Like, I don't, I don't, I haven't heard anything from all of the artists signed to the label. Kendrick, Q, J-Rock, like all of them. Like, I haven't heard a bad project yet from that label. And they're cheating somehow. And I I can't figure out how they're doing it. Like, the, 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 um, like, Kendrick executive produced the Black Panther soundtrack. And a lot of it, well, like a lot of like the interludes and stuff, like it kind of ties into the overall theme of the movie. And this is what is making me feel like, yo, how can I, like it's making me feel like, okay, well, I have all these feelings about the reaction to the movie, but the soundtrack is so fucking dope. So why, like... I haven't turned the, I haven't turned the soundtrack off since it came out. Like it made me. It's a lot of like South African influence beats on there, and then um, who else is on there? There's an artist named Mozzie. I think I spoke about him before on here. He's an artist. I f- he's a rapper from um, I think who, I'm not even going to guess, but he's an artist from the West Coast. And he has a track on there to where he's rapping. And I'm like, yo, I've I've never liked any Mozzie music, but that shit is dope. So like you're making me 
listen to people who I would never listen to on my own. But and I think I don't remember a soundtrack this good since when. I think the last soundtrack that I thoroughly enjoyed like this was like Soul Food. Or maybe um shit, I can't think of another one. Soul mm. Fucking what? The bodyguard soundtrack? I remember my mother having that in the house somewhere. Like I have to go way back to think about good soundtracks because who who's doing who's putting effort into soundtrack for movies anymore? Like like album level effort into a soundtrack that is consistent with the movie themes. Nobody's doing that, man. Fucking T like TDE's doing something over there, man. I don't know whether they got the secret stuff from Space Jam that Mike drank. I don't know. But whatever they're doing over there to make the type of music they're making, God bless them, man. God bless them. I just shout out to them. I don't know what else to say to them, man. Fucking TDE, man. But I guess we could just stay with the music shit. Like, um, I want to have, uh, I feel like we need to be real about like Drake, right? So Drake dropped a, a verse on a song called Look Alive with the artist named Block Boy. I think, um, is his name? Forgive me if I got his name wrong. And Drake is interesting to me because he's he's reached that level of artistry to where his fan base loves him so much he can put out a dud and people will be like, yo, this is the greatest shit I ever heard. This is like life changing. This is the best Drake shit that's ever came out. And like, like he's done it with Migos. He's done it with other artists who you might may not have known before he came along but he like once he puts his like he has the Midas touch like once he puts his name or his verse on something you're, you're gonna increase your net worth increases immediately like and he doesn't and he can phone it in if he wants to as far as the verse or the hook or whatever he does on your song but if Drake is on your song your profile increases exponentially. Like it's, it's whether you love him or you hate him, you gotta respect him because of that. I don't know. That's like when that's like when Hove, when Jay Z used to like feature on. Like I remember when Jay Z hopped on the Juvenile High remix. Nobody knew who Juvenile. Well, let me not say that. Juvenile was very. Um, he was known in the southern markets, but once Jay Z hopped on the remix, like Juvenile was out of there. He was everywhere after that Jay Z remix, and that's the same shit that Drake does anytime he hops on um, anybody's record. Now, personally, I think the verse was. Eh. But it doesn't even matter because Drake's profile is so high. 
he can come on there and say ABC one two three, and your show rates are gonna go up. So I think just based off of that, like it's hard to it's hard to deny Drake, um, the king of rap currently title. Like between him and Kendrick, they kind of gotta share that crown. And just looking at how people respond to Drake, like he put out two tracks a couple of weeks ago, and. I think he broke a, a Spotify record for most streams or something like that. Or he broke a Beatles record. Just something wild. And it's just... I don't know, man. Shout out to Drake, man. I don't really like... I like a certain type of Drake record. Like, the, 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 like Drake has a formula that he does. Like, you hear it on the song God's Plan. That's a very Drake song. Like, that's his formula. You know, you know I like more of the... 3 a.m. and whatever type of verses, but look, man, if you can afford a Drake feature and you want to be on a national level, he's the guy to go see. Because as much as I love Kendrick, like, I don't know if he has that effect. Like, he's done it with, like, Rich the Kid on New Freeze or whatever and a couple of other verses, but nah, man. Drake gets on your record and you just get a bigger checkbook like so shout out to Drake um I guess we can just keep it with the music then I guess we'll do, um out now there's a R&B artist right and I want y'all to check her out by the name of Raven Lene. Um, she is, she works with, well, she has an EP out with, um, a bassist named Steve Lancey. Now, Steve Lancey is a, uh, he's a young bassist from, um, the group, the internet. Now I'm partial to Steve Lancey because I like, I've discovered that I like bass heavy music, right? Like very funkish vibes, things like that. And this Raven Lene project is all of that. Like the the album, I'm gonna give y'all the title right now because I don't need y'all to listen to it. It's called the Crush EP. Like it's very, you know, groovy shit, very bass heavy, very like psychedelic type shit. It's very um just dope shit, man dope cool groovy shit like and i think i think that style of r&b is making a resurgence because i'm hearing a lot of that more from different r&b artists because for a while it was a lot of that whispery cassie style r&b singing and that took over for a while and it was just that like i'm not really a fan of that whispery shit so i'm glad the R&B artists that I have heard and the R&B artists that are coming out are singing. Like I need some I need some octaves in your shit. Give me hit me with some range or something. Like I need I want to hear your voice. Like the whispery shit is cool for like Janet and Sade and 
Ashanti, I guess, but nah. Uh, maybe Janae Aiko too, because she does a little some whispery shit, but she kind of switched up her shit too. But yeah, just sing, man. Sing. I need to, I want to hear your voice because once my shit drops, it's over for you niggas. But um, who else came out? Two Chains came out. He has a project called the Play Don't The Play Don't Care Who Makes It EP. Um I'm not gonna bullshit y'all. Is this EP is mid at best? It's two chains being two chains. It's not. Is nothing on here is really like standing out to me. It's just regular degular two chains. I mean, if you're a fan of him like I am, you'll enjoy it. But I, it's just you know, it's an EP. And I treat it like an appetizer. Like you can't really, you know, put too much stock into it. Um, and there's some other things out. There's an audio push, Cloud 909, which is cool. And then you have another R&B artist named Merlot. Merlot. I'm mispronouncing the name, y'all. But they're out there. The, the album's called Move Me Too. Mm. That's on iTunes. And, you know, that's really all I'm listening to this week. I'm I Listen, I'm not going lie to you the only thing i've really been listening to was this black panther soundtrack and sky zoo that's all i've really been listening to like and maybe this renee lene raven lene project but outside of that it's just this black panther shit mm. so you know check those out um yeah i think that's it man i think that's it i feel like I'm forgetting something I feel like I'm forgetting something, but fuck it. It probably wasn't that important anyway. But um, again, you know, enjoy the Black Panther movie. Um, I'm hearing niggas talking about they bringing buffets and all types of shit, and it's going to be a cookout before and after, and niggas just throwing parties for this shit. Like, so it's it's like a, this and this this is an event, which I'm all for. But, you know, again, just let us have a good time, man. Let us have a good time and, you know, just, just treat it like a party, you know. That's this Again, you can say fuck me because whatever. But, you know, I'm still going to enjoy this shit. I just want, you know, uh, y'all to enjoy it. And also, um... I don't want to hear shit about uh, you fucking football fans talking to me about my Giants, all right? I get it. The Eagles have um, won the Super Bowl. Now, I didn't comment on this because I don't fucking care, right? Congratulations to the Eagles, I guess. But again, again, because, you know, still people hitting me saying, yeah, you fuck the Giants or whatever. Fuck y'all, all right? We'll be back. That's all I got to say about that. But um, in the meantime, in between time, food truck items for the stress. If you are, if you are from Jersey City, I implore you to go see my man down there on Communipal at the BP, the halal truck. The lamb is out of this world. Lamb gyro, 
you get the lamb with the rice and he hit it with the the, the fucking hot sauce and with the white sauce pause like that sh- like bro listen good job listen man that shit is out of this world i listen if, I, i'm a i'm a very big fan of food trucks if you have a food truck in your city go fuck with that but if you're from jersey city go go check out that food truck so uh food trucks for the stress um follow the show on everything Facebook, IG, Twitter. Follow the Frank and Wolf Show on everything. Um, follow Frank on everything. And uh, don't buy no cars for Valentine's Day. Because fuck that. Don't give these white people no more money. Fuck these corporations. God bless. Pay your parking tickets. I'm out. <laughs>